Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about all things insurance, including current events, trends, and strategies for success for independent agencies and carriers. Each episode provides listeners with tips and tricks you can immediately implement from Rick and other leaders from across the industry. And now, here's Rick. Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast, the VIP. I am the host, Rick Fox, and today I am honored, happy, excited to have Brian Ahern back on the show. My friend Brian is the chief influence officer of Influence People, and mostly where I know him from is reading his great books, and he's got a new one coming out called The Influencer Secrets to Success and Happiness. I'm going to let him kind of describe it to you because I think it's a really cool idea and a really cool way to get uh, some real positive messaging out and things that can help people. Brian, welcome back to the show, my man. Hey, I'm happy to be here, Rick, and I really do appreciate you bringing me back on. Well, the last episode was great, and that might have been 18 months ago. I don't remember when it was, but it was a while ago. Uh, and obviously, the world has changed. And But for those that didn't catch that or don't know who you are, tell us your journey. Like, how did we get here? I think, and the, the, the part of the story that I think is interesting is how the pandemic kind of changed your perspective on writing and the things that you're doing. Okay. Well, my journey, like everybody in insurance, I grew up and I said, I don't want to play pro football or be in sports. I want to be in insurance. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) yeah. So like everybody else, really, I fell into it. I had accepted a job in a different industry out of college, but went to an interview with the travelers only because I was dating a girl in Columbus where I still live. And I got the job and I thought, well, I'll I'll stay in Columbus here. My family's here. She's here. Friends are here. And then I started my job and I met my wife on the very first day in the HR training room. So that's how I fell into the industry. And I spent time with the travelers and then uh, state auto insurance. And about 20 years ago, came across the work of Dr. Robert Cialdini, was so intrigued by it that I was weaving it into all of the sales training, sales coaching that we were doing at at State Auto Insurance. And it's what I knew I would do with the rest of my career. And a little over three years ago, I stepped away from corporate life to uh, jump into Influence People, my company, full time. And I work primarily with insurance carriers, uh, large insurance agencies, helping them apply the science of influence so it's easier for people to say yes and they can accomplish their goals. That's great. And, and tell me just quickly, because I read the last one, but I won't remember the name. So you have two other books that are out from a few years ago. What were those books called? So the first book, uh, which is the one I think our podcast revolved around, was called Influence People. And the word people yep. was an acronym for powerful everyday opportunities to persuade that are lasting and ethical. And then last January, I came out with my second book, which was Persuasive Selling for Relationship-Driven Insurance Agents. And it really takes the psychology that I teach and very specifically applies it to the sales process with insurance examples. It looks at buying styles, persuasion, listening skills. So the whole gamut, but anybody who is in sales would benefit from reading the book because they would understand how to apply the psychology of persuasion throughout the sales cycle. I read the first one and I I apologize. I haven't gotten to the second one yet. And I just ordered yesterday, ordered this new one because after talking to you, I think it's such a great idea and the way you approached it, which is different. 
is a way that will captivate the reader in a in a, in a very very positive like a spin on how to get this information into their hands. So I'm really excited to kind of dig into that. We're not going to obviously sit here and give away the whole book, but let's let's give them some. Well, let's give them three snippets of what of what's going on in the book. I want you to kind of tee up the book because it's from a character's perspective. Mm-hmm. But I want to, we're going to talk about three principles. I think in the book, there's seven principles, but we're going to touch on three of them, which will just sort of whet the appetite of the listener. So the, the first one is the principle of liking. So let's start with your character and kind of tee that up for us. And then talk to us about what the principle of liking means in this, in this context. Well, this book is different from the first two in that it is a story. I know that there are some people who might not pick up my first book, which is a heavy business slash psychology book. There are a lot of people who won't pick up a sales book. And so I decided that I would write a business parable. Lots of It's a very popular genre. Lots of people seem to enjoy it. And so this book follows the life of a young man named John Andrews. You literally meet him when he's born all the way through his career and what he's learning from coaches, mentors, clients, and other people when it comes to his ability to ethically influence people. And he's pulling in all this information and kind of forming a philosophy of life. So that's the the foundation of that. And specifically, when it comes to this principle of liking, which just simply tells us it's easier for us to say yes to those we know and like. Everybody listening to your podcast gets that. They don't always know how to really leverage it in a way that makes it most effective. So as an example, one small snippet within the book, John, when he is a trainee, is riding along with a seasoned rep named Ben. And he notices that Ben's clients really, really like him. So he's a trainee and he inquires about it. It's like, Ben, you know, it's obvious your clients like you. What do you do to get them to like you so much? And Ben is telling him, I don't do anything to get people to like me. And of course, John's curious and he keeps pressing, well, you must be doing something because it's apparent that they really do like you. And, and he, Ben keeps putting him off a little bit. And then finally, John says, okay, I give up. Then what's the secret? And Ben reveals the secret. And he says, I don't do anything to get people to like me. I do everything I can to come to like the people that I'm with. And when they see that and sense that, that is what opens them up. And that's what you're seeing, how they're responding to me. So that, that is a, something I really did learn in life from, from somebody named Ben Blackman, uh, someone I had worked with. And so this character, Ben, was modeled after him. But, but that's an example of, of what John is learning throughout his career from all yeah. these individuals that he comes in contact with. It's, it's really cool because, like, you know, we've all read however, you, you know, you name the book, the challenger book or whatever sales book or this persuasion book or that psychology book. And, and it's really interesting because when, like, if I did nothing else, but just gave a two, like a 30 second snippet on these three principles, I could people, I could get people nodding their heads to this. That makes a lot of sense for me to be better at persuading people, be a better salesperson, be a better account manager, whatever it is. So I, I, what's, what's super cool about this is that you're doing it in a way that not only will probably be a lot less dry to read generally, mm-hmm. but telling a story and relating it back to things that are going on that, I mean, that's somebody, the, the character, somebody from your experience. And I got to tell you, everybody, Brian knows his stuff. So like when, when we start here and we say the principle of liking that that's a big deal. 
Like that, that's not just a little thing when, when we say, cause you think about it, do you go into a conversation now and want to really look at it from the perspective that Brian just gave you? If you don't, there's a, there's a win right there. I'm, and, and we're not going to give away too much of it. Cause again, that we'd love for you all to go uh, support Brian and, and pick up the book, but jumping to the second principle, it's the principle of reciprocity. And I've seen this one before and I've used this one before, um, but not in the way that you present it and probably through just a little bit of a different lens. So I, I just I tell us about the principle of reciprocity as it relates to what we're talking about for you. So the book also looks at not just the professional application of influence, but also the personal application, because whether we're at the office or we're at home, we're, we're trying to get people to do things quite often. We're trying to influence their behavior. And so John learns a lot about reciprocity from his next door neighbor, Bud. Now, reciprocity is a principle that says we naturally feel obligated to give back to people who first give to us. Um, but what he learns from, from his neighbor, Bud, he, he's observing Bud and he senses that Bud seems happiest when he sees that his friends and neighbors are happy. And Bud is a giver. And so John talks to him about this one day and, and he brings it up about, you know, Bud, it's so apparent to me that you seem to get more joy out of the happiness of your friends than your own good fortune. And, and then Bud reveals a secret to him. And he says, you know, I learned a long time ago, you know, that it is better to give than receive because of the joy you get when you're giving. And then he said, I started to realize my ability to have joy is unlimited because there's an unlimited opportunity to help, to give, to do what you can to make life better for other people. And that's very different than people sometimes approach this reciprocity almost as a give to get. Oh, Rick, I'm going to just help you so I can pull this lever to get you to do what I want. Yeah. yeah. But, if, but if I have tapped into this principle of liking and I've really come to know and like you and I want your best, then it informs my giving. My giving becomes more genuine. And when you sense that, that's what really begins to open you up to want to help me should I need your help. And we're both better off because of it. Yeah, no, I, I think it's I think it's awesome. I mean, I really I, I'm just we we teach people how to sell and we teach them how to perform. But I think you're pulling back the, the curtain here on, on a deeper level of understanding of what that process, what you're like, the, the way you're describing it is just a happier place. And I don't know about everybody else, but when I'm happier, I'm more productive. And when I'm more productive, things get done. So I, I, I see that as an, not just because you're right. It's an easy thing to say, what's the give, what's the get? Like if we're going to give them a discount, then we need to get a signature by next Thursday. I mean, that is reciprocity in its, in its most black and white form, right? But the way you're describing it has got a, a, like some, some depth to it that a lot of us probably aren't thinking through. And if implemented into our being, might make all kinds of changes and, and make a difference in the way we are not only just viewed, but the way we view ourselves. I think it's pretty, it's pretty cool, Brian. I really like it. Well, thank you. And that's, you know, this is the stuff that John's learning and it's really, it's not just a one-off. It's like, he's thinking deeply, like this is a philosophy to live by. And by the end of the book, he pulls his philosophy together. And of course, we're not going to tell nope, what it nope, is. Not, read it. Nope, not doing that. <laughs> All right. So the third one that we're going to touch on of the three, uh, I think is 
also really cool. It's the principle of unity. Go. So unity says that we prefer to say yes to those who are of us, meaning those people that we are deeply connected to. It goes well beyond just liking or what we may have in common. A great example, my father served in the, the Marine Corps from the time I was a kid. I could always tell when dad was around another Marine, I had the sense that he feels closer to them than me, his own flesh and blood. And now that I'm older and I understand you know, the things he went through, I can, I can grasp why that's the case. In the book, John learns from a character named Al, who is based on a friend of mine named Al, and he's in his office, and, and John is a medical supply rep, and he's in his office, and he really notices that this is a family-type practice. Not that people are related, but, but they seem to get along like a family, and so over lunch, he questions Al about it, saying, you know, I've been to a lot of offices, but what I'm seeing in yours is unique. It really is like a family. What do you do to foster that? And then Al opens up and says, well, I'm going to tell you something that I don't always tell people, but I'm a recovering alcoholic. And what I do is I try to hire people who are on the path to recovery, because if they can beat the disease, then working in an environment like this will be easy for them. And it gives them this sense of purpose, like, wow, I could actually do this. And so they have this in-depth conversation. But what it revolves around is the principle of unity, because I know from my friend Al that when he helps a recovering alcoholic, that is also helping his own recovery. And when an, when an alcoholic, a recovering alcoholic, you know, performs and, and sees that Al is happy, you know, he's helping him, but that recovering alcoholic's helping themselves. So there's this mutual benefit that's happening because these people are so deeply connected. And for John, it drops from the head to the heart. He knew yeah. psychologically about this, but now it's like he gets it deeply within himself. And, uh, and so it was really cool to honor my friend Al by being able to share that story. That's really cool, Brian. And, and let, let me take it my, give you my perspective on it. Cause I always like, we talked about this and it, it kind of, it, again, like I keep mentioning, it took me to a different depth because like, I will always say once you're in insurance, you're in the fraternity. So there's a unity among insurance people. I, mm -hmm. I used to be an agency owner, as most of you already know. Now, when I go sit in an agency on the other side of the desk, as we're having conversations about technology, we are united by this bond, this, in, this industry that we're in. And, and what I thought about from your point was so many of the people in our industry, they might or they might not have a niche or something that is important to them in, in life. We used to have a guy who was very much into uh, he was a coach, like a youth coach, and he would go out and try to find like YMCA's or, you know, boys and girls clubs, teams, leagues. That was his niche for insurance because he had identified that as a unity position mm -hmm. because that's what that was what was important to him. So I think there's so much to be said for what you just I love the story you told, but there's stories out there for all of us and it's connecting to whatever it is in your world that's important makes it a lot easier to work. Like if, if you're all about computers and you're in insurance, you might want to be talking to people about that, either whether that's the hardware side, the software side, the cyber side, something that is going to be more interesting that you're going to want to continue to learn and further your life. So I think there's a, a sense there because we have this unity within our industry, mm -hmm. but how do we take that to 
one layer deeper, which is our unity in this industry out to the world. And you find where your passion is, or in your case, if, if it's an, if it's an Alcoholics Anonymous kind of a feel, or if it's a cancer survivor and that's where you spend your time and energy and like whatever it is that you do, try to surround yourself with those people and it will cause the things like liking and reciprocity to sort of just accelerate, I think. Am I right there, Brian? Absolutely. When you have a passion for what you do and who you can help with that, I think it changes, it really changes the game. I, I, I can think of a time where I worked with an insurance agency and based on the advice that, that I had given them after some training, they were able to finally break through uh, with somebody in, in a large city here in, in the United States who was giving pushback on a building that they wanted to build and move to. When they were able to break through with that and get that building built and move their operations in there, I feel, Rick, like I am connected to them for mm -hmm. decades, because mm -hmm. I know that they will be in that building for decades. Some of their kids who come into the business will be in that building. And even if those kids don't know that I help facilitate that, I know that. And that yep. makes me feel really, really good at, at what I've done for that operation. If more people had that deep sense like that, I think there would be putting more, more effort and commitment into what they're doing. And, and believe me, your client is going to notice that. Yeah. I think it's great. And I think what's this is kind of a feel good episode for people. And the cautionary tale of all of us is, you know, I use I always use this as my example, but we go to conferences and we learn so much. We just get thrown all this great information. Like if you go to Accelerate, which is our conference, there's so much great information. And you're like, yeah, that's great. And I want to do that. And I want to try that. And I want to do this. Mm -hmm. And then we go back to the office and we get stuck in our day to day, you know, putting out fires and wearing all the hats and the things that we do, I would say the cautionary tale there is, is the same as it is here. This is some, this is deep. Uh, I think what Brian has done here is created a way for it to be very digestible in a fun sort of uh, unique way to make this something that I, I believe everybody should, should be, be taking a look at. Like I'm just, you know, the, even these three things, the principle of liking, the principle of reciprocity, the principle of unity from Brian's lens, it changes the way I look at it. Uh, I'm excited for my book to show up. I got it on Amazon. So Brian, th this is great. Tell us the name of the book again and how people go find it. The book is The Influencer Secrets to Success and Happiness. And it's available in paperback and Kindle on Amazon. And folks can find me uh, best two ways, LinkedIn, feel free to reach out and connect. And if you don't tell me how you found me, you can be sure that I'm going to come back and say, how did you find me? Because I like <laughs> to know why people are reaching out and it makes social media social. We'll have some back and forth. And of course, the other place is my website, which is influencepeople.biz. There's, uh, I've been blogging weekly for almost 15 years. There's videos, there's all kinds of free information. And then there's the stuff like the books that are available there too. Appreciate it, man. That this is some, this is good stuff. And I, I, what I love about you is that you, you have this genuine passion to help people. And I, I just appreciate it. Feel like a kindred spirit there. So, uh, again, thanks for being on Brian as always, uh, welcome on the show, return guest. Great idea, everybody. Go find his book, The Influencer, Secrets to Success and Happiness. Brian, thanks again, man. My pleasure, Rick. Thanks for having me on. 
Everybody, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Also go to vertifor.com on the resources tab. Click on podcasts and subscribe there as well. Be part of our community. Be part of our family. We're always so grateful for all of you that listen in. Uh, as always, I will say, connect with me on LinkedIn if you haven't already. And if you send me a direct message, any ideas for guests, ideas for an insurance rant, questions for Ask Rick, anything you need. Uh, I will always respond and we love the feedback. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks again to Brian Ahern and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe and join in on the conversation on LinkedIn and Twitter at Vertifor.